Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder and the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm okay. I'm excited to talk about this episode of Batwoman because it did something this week that very rarely happens to me anymore. I was shocked. Because Alice isn't a fan of horror movies? Because of the twist with her brother, which we'll talk about when we get to the episode. But I did not see that coming. And normally I watch so much TV that I can normally figure out where things are going or like my my predictive skills are usually spot on. But I, that this wasn't even that wasn't even on my radar at all. Anywhere. Uh, I would fully agree. Um, although although it's one of those things that if you if you watch this episode after you watch this episode and you rethink the season from the beginning and you know granted it's only like four episodes and he's only had you know a handful of scenes you see it a little bit um last episode in antifreeze when he kind of spontaneously like gets upset and then is fine you know he so you can see a little bit but you're right they 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 kind of hit it pretty well and had it come out of nowhere this episode. Yeah. So I'm excited to really kind of dive into it when we get there. Yeah. Um, which we're going to do right now, I think, because I don't have much else to say except for we are on episode five, a lesson from Professor Pig of season three. And we start off with uh, the bosom buddies odd couple roommate pairing of Alice and Sophie. Which was literal perfection. It was. It is easily my favorite opening scene of this show. Everything all the way up to like when Ryan showed up or Batwoman because she was in her suit at the time. Like the whole the whole thing was just amazing. And the thing with the wine bottle when she's like, well it didn't have your name on it. Like <laughs> this is my house. Assume everything has my name on it. <laughs> Uh, yep, they're watching a horror movie. Sophie is in like color coordinated like nightshirt and I wouldn't like like night shorts. Like they're definitely not biker shorts, but they are very like short shorts that it actually took me a minute to realize she actually had shorts on because they're the same exact color as the top. Like she's color coordinated here. Um but the way the top was, it almost looked, I was like, wow, they're really going risque this season. And then yeah, th- th- there was a whole wardrobe upgrade across the board. But yeah, but like ev- everything with like just the way Sophie and Alice were interacting, which was hilarious. Like the thing with her, like the feet on the couch. Yep. Alice is like strewn across the couch watching this horror movie with Sophie with her eyes, like with her hands over her eyes and like her, her stockinged feet in like, and like the woolen kind of socks, because she's in she's in a t-shirt, plaid, long pants, and like woolen socks, like creeping up on Sophie's face as they're watching this movie. Uh, it was like it was just great. Like Rachel, 
Rachel and Megan both did a great job in the scene. Um, Alice, just like her facial reactions, and like they actually let people watch these movies. <laughs> like it just it's so good. Like everything was just so good. And then when they, they heard somebody on the balcony. Yep. And, and then they both they both grab, get up, both and grab they both like grab different liquor bottles as a weapon. I'm kind of shocked yep. Sophie didn't go for her gun, but okay. Yep. Um <laughs> and then Sophie starts arguing with her, with Alice because she notices the bottle that Alice grabbed is a wine that she had been saving. And and then after their argument, Alice is like can we keep it down? Do you want the psycho murder outside on the balcony to hear us? I died. Hilarious. And then they open the door and it's Ryan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That woman's just standing there and she's like, it, your door was locked. Yes, it was locked. Batwoman, because this is Gotham. <laughs> but it's like, it's just hilarious. And the fact that Alice was wearing her ex-husband's Mr. Sophie's night, sh- like, yeah, it, <laughs> it was a it was a sports T-shirt, uh, to which to which Sophie didn't look like all that pleased with. <laughs> like, I, I don't uh, think she's pleased with the whole situation, but I, as a viewer, certainly am. Like, yes, like I, was, I honestly was not sure how they were going to use Alice this season because it seemed kind of pointless to me to have her there without Kate there. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't understand what her purpose was going to be. They have weirdly, and this is going to sound so strange, this is the best that they've used her, I think, probably since the first season. Uh, I would, yeah, no, I would probably agree. Like, she definitely had a purpose last season, but it just feels like, it just feels like her purpose was mainly there to keep her on the show. And this season, it just seems a little bit more seamless. Way more seamless and way more like it. Like, they actually have a purpose for her, which I'm very happy about. Yeah. Uh, so Batwoman tells her, tells them while she's there she got a message from Renee that they might have tracked down another one of the Batman trophies, and they need to get to work. And Alice is just like, sorry, I'm super comfortable in this. Uh, so can I take a rain check? <laughs> Hilarious. And that woman's like, no, get dressed. <laughs> like, we're going. And then we take this when we cut to the dead body. Yep. We see a dead body kind of kind of hung with arms stretched out in uh, weird. Like, he's got a pink fedora on and then he's got. He had a feather boa, too, right? Uh, that's what I mean. Up, up, he's got a pink feather bubble on, and then he's got, like, um, just weird, like, underwear and arm things. And uh, Batwoman says that Renee thinks that the killer might have used Catwoman's whip, so they have to cut him down to examine the whip. And Was this the scene where Alice found out about Catwoman and Batman? Yes. Yep. <laughs> because that, <laughs> that woman says that the Luke told her that that woman that uh, Catwoman and Batman had a thing, and Alice is like, "Well, how did that work? There's just so much leather." Uh, that was like my favorite line. Yeah, and apparently Catwoman, while she was with Batman, stole um, a piece of technology that she used for her whip. 
Um, so they have to decide. They have to figure out if it's part of the part of her whip, which Batwoman doesn't think it is. And Alice is like, "Who cares? Let's just tell Renee it is." So it's one less thing we have to worry about. Now, did did we know, or was and I missed this that once they cross off every item on Renee's list, that Alice will be completely free? Did we know this? Um, it, I think it was implied when when uh, Renee was talking about the terms of Alice's arrangement. Uh, arrangement, because originally it sounded like she was just going to get released, provided like she was helping out. But so we didn't actually know that she would have to go back to Arkham all the time. Like we thought she was just out, and part of her release was she had to help. So now we know that once all this is done, she's kind of free to go. Okay. I wasn't sure if that had been stated before and I missed it because it felt like new information when I heard it. Um, I think spelled out as specific as it did in this episode was kind of new. But but they're definitely, they definitely hinted about the deal that Alice would be kind of free to go afterwards. Uh, so while they're discussing whether or not it's uh, Catwoman's whip, Batwoman's like, well, this is going to have to wait. I have more important things to do. I have a horror movie to get back to. No, no. Oh, that was Batwoman who said that. Yeah, Batwoman was like, you know, I have, I have something else that I have to do. And Alice is like, what's more important? Renee has this, you know, has these cases dangling over our heads, you know, and she's very, she's very vindictive. What could be more important? And she's like, well, I have something. I have a dinner with my mother. Yeah. Yeah, Which, yeah. Now, when we when we read the re- the recap for this episode and it said Ryan invited Sophie to a dinner with her mother, I assumed the dinner was going to be in public. I did not imagine the dinner would be taking place at her house. Um, actually, the way it read was Ryan has dinner with her mother and Sophie just happens to be in the same area. That is not how it read. I have eyes. Thank you very much. No. Over at Wayne Tower, we have we have Luke and Ryan talking about the about the case, presumably. Oh no, actually Ryan comes walking in talking to a shareholder who thinks that Ryan spent the company money on a music festival. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Yeah, Ryan's like, No, I we didn't do that. And Luke's like, Hey, we're losing money, and this is, and you've been doing damage control for like the past three days. Like we're 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 sinking, we're sinking, and that's when Mary comes in with a with Jada's invitation that says, you know, for for dinner, and she's like, you forgot to throw this out with the trash, and Brian's like, uh, that's because I'm going, and Mary's myth that. That Jada sent an actual like paper invitation rather than yeah leave email. it uh, what did she say leave it leave it to Jada to to turn to turn this to turn something that could have been an email into a massive carbon footprint yeah and like really one like one small like cardboard invitation massive carbon footprint like that seems a <laughs> bit of a stretch um but while before anyone can say anything uh Mary goes and drinks like a day's worth of water in like 30 seconds much to the surprise of everybody yeah um but this is when ryan tells them both that she's actually going to the dinner 
to which no one's happy and Mary's like, um, you know, this is the person who could, you know, who's already tried to ruin us and you're going to go have dinner with her. What? Yeah, well, it, it kind of didn't did make sense to her in the moment, but then she's like, yeah, but this is, is this when she said, yeah, and I'm going to have backup? Yep. She's like, I'm going to have backup. Fast forward over to uh, Alice and Sophie's apartment. I'm, Alice is now officially co-opted part of the apartment. So it's yes. now Alice and Sophie's apartment, to which Alice is teasing Sophie about this possibly being a date. And Sophie's like, it's not a date. It's recon. And Alice is like, you're wearing a push-up bra, so it's a date. <laughs> I'm telling you, they are definitely laying down the groundwork to go there with Sophie and Ryan, and I'm all in on it. I'm so, like, they I are, love them. They are definitely not. They are absolutely, because there were moments all over this episode, which we will discuss there, more when There we really get wasn't. The... the only reason Sophie is going is for recon. Like, they said it. There were moments in the actual dinner and afterwards like, there was a moment in the episode, and we'll, I'll point it out when we get there, where I actually thought a kiss might happen. I'm pretty sure you're watching a completely different show. We're supposed to be watching Batwoman, not whatever, not whatever, like, twisted fan fiction you're reading online. I'm pretty sure that I'm actually watching the show, and you are just not wanting to acknowledge the fact that this show is on the CW. Couples will eventually happen. And this is likely going to be one of them. I don't see it. No. <laughs> anyway, after Alice teases uh, Sophie Moore. Ha, get it, was Sophie Moore? It? No, it was <laughs> definitely was not. <laughs> uh, after Alice teases Sophie <laughs> some more about, about going on this quote-unquote date with Ryan, um, we head over to Jada's house with the butler... <laughs> The butler welcoming Ryan and Sophie, asking them if they want to drink while they wait. They both decline, and, and they have. I love Ryan's dress. I'm just gonna say it. Oh, it is! It is <laughs> a really nice dress, like basic black. It is, you know. Yeah, I honestly like, think this is the best outfit she's had on. Yeah. All season. Now, granted, I, I'm a little bit biased in this. Like, black is my favorite color. I think it just works on pretty much anybody. Yeah, black and, looks, you, like you actually have to try to make black look bad on someone. Yeah, but I think like it just it looks even better. It looks even better on Ryan. Like the cut of that dress, the style of the like it was it was everything. Like that dress and then the dress that Jada was wearing. Yeah. Were my two favorite outfits of the entire episode and Jada's dress might be up there with one of my favorite outfits of the season so far. Yeah, the red with like yeah. one shoulder, like one area off the shoulder. Oh, so good. I don't know. Now, is would you would you consider Ryan's outfit a dress? It looks like it looks like a cross between like it looked like a dress uh, to me when she like especially like when we get later and you actually see her moving in it more. It really looks like a dress. Yeah, because I'm like I'm on the scene where they're sitting down and it almost looks like like. Not like a pantsuit, but like the bottoms look like pants. But you're you're right; it could also look like a dress. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to keep an eye on this as we're talking. Um, so when we come back from commercial, uh, well, first Jada comes down the stairs and notices that Ryan brought 
a plus one, which wasn't on the invite, Ryan. That is a faux pas in civilized society. It was, you know, but I think at this point, I think she probably did it just to kind of mess with Jada, too, because she's not exactly thrilled with Mommy Dearest at the moment. This is true. Uh, To which Sophie introduces herself as Ryan's girlfriend. Which that was like, I was like, okay, we're going there and I'm here for it. But we come back from commercial. They're all sitting. They're all sitting down talking about how Ryan and Sophie met uh, in their first date. Um, Apparently it was at a Taco Tuesday and Ryan was choking on chips. So, I love this little thing. So Sophie this, bought uh, her drink. This little moment was so cute. They kind of like came up, like they totally came up with it on the fly because it totally didn't happen. But usually when like things like this happen and you're like undercover with someone, but you're doing it on the fly, someone always messes up and you end up getting busted because mm-hmm. like your stories don't sync up. But they were able to play off of each other and frame a narrative that actually worked. And then the moment where she, like, brought up what happened on Coriana when she's like, I knew that, like, if I were dying, that Sophie would be right there next to me telling me everything was going to be okay. I, oh, I was in, I was so in my shipper feels in that moment. I was like, oh, my God, I love them so much. Yeah, it's too bad they're not together. Yeah, but it's coming. It's fine. After Ryan, after Ryan says that part. Pretty much referencing the what happened on Coriana. Sophie asked to use the bathroom. She walks, you know, she goes away, and Ryan and Jada are talking. And Jada's like, "All right, you need to send your girlfriend home because we need to, we need to talk. And you have to stay away from my family. Otherwise, you're gonna regret it. Your loved ones are gonna regret it. Your loved ones' loved ones are gonna regret it. I will eradicate your entire bloodline." doesn't say that but she implies it It, which makes a little bit more sense knowing what we know now Mm, does it though does it here's an interesting question that i have do we know at what point did um jada pay off the doctor so that ryan would never come looking for her was it immediately after ryan was born or was it years later like after she started realizing that her son was cuckoo for cocoa puffs uh it was at the same time it was at the same time okay so then my theory my because i thought maybe she was doing it to protect her from marcus but the timing doesn't really add up for that so never mind yeah yeah no i i thought the same well i didn't think that but i thought i kind of had similar thoughts but then i remembered like uh marcus is younger yeah that's why i wasn't sure if he, she paid off the doctor like right after she was born or if she went back and did it like a couple like a few years later yeah i couldn't remember right um so um so they're, while they're having this discussion marcus comes in marcus who wasn't supposed to be there either uh to to both ryan and jada's surprise yeah um I'm also wondering how, like, does he, is he, like, watching his mother? Because he keeps showing up places. Uh, It seems like it. it, Like, because this is the second time now, and I'm just like, and it it didn't, it didn't hit me weird 
that when I was watching this part, but again, with the knowledge that we have now that we get at the end of the episode, it is coloring everything that he's done since we saw him complete in a completely different light for me. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um so so he is he has said before like how Jada just kind of thinks of him as like um an executive vice president like in name only like he's only there because he's her son and he doesn't really have much like he doesn't really get much of the business side to do and that was one of the things he wanted to do with ryan he's like i want to show her that i can do this um so i think he keeps a lot of tabs on the company that jada kind of shields him from yeah yeah but but now it's is she but i think she, you know, we thought maybe she was shielding him because she didn't. I mean, now it's more like I don't think she wants him to hurt anybody or do anything. Right. So. Uh, so, yeah, Marcus shows up with with uh, a guest as well. So when Jada, uh, when Ryan and Sophie showed up, Jada's like, hey, can you tell the uh, can you tell the shelf there will be one more? So we see before the before the butler leaves, he goes and tells the chef, hey, you know, there's going to be another person. And he's like, oh, OK. And then like and then, and then Marcus yeah, and then Marcus and other person show up. And I'm like, What's oh, her name? Man. Katie Kelly. Something. No, it's like it's like Zoe. Zoe. I don't know why I thought it was Katie. I have no idea. Um, so I was like, man, this like this chef's going to go insane and murder them all. Like, you don't you don't just randomly show up with extra guests to a dinner like and they, chefs do not handle that well. Quite, again, question. Um, yeah. The mask that he ended up wearing. Yes. Was that the head of the pig that he cut off in the scene? No, that pig was tiny because it looked it looked similar. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, any decapitated pig head looks very similar. Like, were you expecting that, like, when he got all, like, violent and weird? Yes, because he is a he is a comic book character, although he is nowhere near what his comic book character is. Like, his comic book character is more. Um, if you tell me it's more twisted, I'm going to. Well, he's out. not a sh- he's not a chef and he's more. I don't want to say inspired by, but. His name comes from more of like the Pygmalion um, story. Like he is trying to create perfection. So like he has so he'll take parts from different people, sew them together and make them like Dolatrons. It it definitely is a much more darker and disturbing villain than what we see here. Um, In this one, he's just a chef that got fired by Jada, Um, which I think is kind of a waste to his character because I it's one of the few newer villains in comic books that have kind of stuck around in the past 15 years. Um, but you know, I was happy to see he had the, he had the pig mask because that is, that is basically like his, his signature. Look in it. Yeah. And he looked like, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, Oh, that's right. They're doing professor pig. Go figure. Um, spoiler. He's not actually a professor. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> And I, again, having coming at this with zero comic book knowledge, I wasn't sure what to expect for this particular comic book villain. This was absolutely not it. I was like, okay, we're 
going the serial killer route. This is fun. Yeah, like this is definitely like this was definitely like a Halloween themed episode. Like we had the horror movie at the beginning and this entire episode is kind of like a slasher movie. Um so while so Yeah, I'm shocked see, it didn't air last week, to be honest. Yeah. After we see Marcus show up with his with uh, his lady in tow, we cut to Sophie upstairs looking through rooms and finally coming upon uh, Jada's uh, office to which she is talking to Luke through an earpiece and they set up a they set up a bug under Jada's desk so they can keep tabs on what she's doing. And in the middle of her talking to Luke, the line goes dead. Her cell service cuts out. And as she's trying to leave the room, Jada shows up and she's like, hey, uh, this isn't the bathroom. Did you think that Jada might have known that she, like in but in this moment, did you think that maybe Jada was the one who jammed the signal in order to bust her because she knew something was up? Because that's oh, what yeah. I thought. At yeah, first. I figured I figured there was some sort of signal jammer there. Um, not that she had activated it right then. I think it just happened. But yeah, definitely. Because my mind um, went to that was intentional, but yeah. So she's like, "Hey, dinner's ready. Let's go downstairs." And Sophie's like, "All right, yes, dinner. Yum yum. I'm totally not up to anything. Let's go." Also, can can we just talk about how um, Sophie deciding to search the office was not a good move? Like literally, just plant the bug and get the hell out. Yeah. So. While Sophie, after Sophie plants the bug, she notices the world's worst photoshopped picture on Jada's desk. That was so bad. Like, I can do a better job. Like, oh, my God. Like, like none of the things in that picture looked like they were even involved in that picture. At not all. the background, not Jada, not young Marcus. None of those things were in the same place at the same time. At all. Exactly, at all. Uh, so so uh, Sophie looks at the picture, and it, it, it looks odd, obviously, but it looks odd because there's a fold uh, right towards the edge of it. So she takes it out of the frame, and she unfolds it, and we see there's a third person in that picture. It's a guy we assume might be Marcus's or might be her husband or Marcus's father or somebody. Yeah, and cuz we don't well, I just assumed that they split up after yeah. he found yeah, out about that's, Ryan. Right, and that's why like the picture is folded, which that makes sense. Like so right now there's no sense as to why like that that picture is like that unless she Unless it's a thing that, like, would like if Marcus saw it, like, he would go crazy. I don't know. Or she blames herself. Uh, it's possible. So uh, we go downstairs, and Marcus is angry with Ryan for having a secret meeting with – a secret dinner with Jada while they're supposed to have a secret partnership. And <laughs> Ryan's like – A meeting that she didn't even plan, so, like, Homeboy needed to step off for, like – I'm like – Right. Why are you pissed at her? This was not her idea. Be pissed well, at mommy dearest. Yeah, and she's like, hey, she already knows about our partnership. And before they can discuss it further, Sophie and Jada come in, and she's like, let's please eat before any more guests arrive. 
But like this is like this is another part. Like Marcus kind of not necessarily being irrationally upset, but but also kind of being irrationally upset. Like thinking Ryan but did this behind that, his back. But even that moment seemed calm. Like there was nothing. Right. Like... No. Right. But this is one of those things. Like it's like if you play back this stuff after you know what happened or where they're going with his character, it like, colors start... it completely differently. Right. Like you start seeing the scenes and you're like, oh, all right, they started doing it a little bit at a time. But on initial viewing, it makes no sense. Like it. Correct. You don't even catch it. Right. Which is smart because it's always good when like you know something and then you go back and rewatch it and you can see the threading. That's telltale sign of good storytelling. Exactly. So we go back. We go over to uh, Gotham PD and Alice and uh, Renee are talking about the talking about the Catwoman whip. Um, this this uh, this whole thing was interesting. I mean, I got more I got more uh, out of the whole poison ivy discussion, which I think came a couple might be a couple scenes later. Yeah. But I do wonder something because you you mentioned something and it didn't click for me until until you said it. But you said that in that scene with with Ryan and Luke, Mary guzzled like a whole bunch of water. Mm-hmm. Do we think that Mary is the person that got infected? Oh, she definitely is. That's that's not even a question. Like as soon as as soon as they mention it, I'm like, yep, that like because so. So, like, Mary, unlike Marcus, like, we know something was off with Mary. Not necessarily last episode, although we had the, we had the, like, why the hell is she bringing a plant into the office? Like, we actually had that conversation. And then today, like, I missed the carbon footprint uh, thing, but, like, her guzzling down water, I was like, well, that's And I missed the water. I completely missed the water, but I caught the carbon footprint. I love that we, Um, we... each miss different parts of the same scene. Right. And even then, like Ryan and Luke seem to think there's something off, but they don't really mention anything. Uh, because they don't seem to be that concerned with the fact that she was sleeping in a park for hours. Like we still have not brought that up again. Nope. Um, so, so yeah, like from when she started guzzling water, I was like, all right, something's up with her. And, and then like towards the, you know, towards the middle of the episode, I was like, all right, I kind of see where we're going. And then they and then they kind of spell it out at the end. So we go over to Alice and Sophie, uh, Alice and Renee, and Alice is trying to pass off the whip as Selena's uh, Catwoman's whip. She's like, apparently, you know, it's a trophy from her and Batman between, you know, in the sheets, which I didn't even realize heroes did that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm going to I'm not even going to lie. I'm I was a little like these scenes I I kind of wasn't really paying full attention to till they really started talking about poison ivy like oh catwoman whip thing. I was so intrigued with everything else that was going on like this part didn't even really fully register to me. Yeah, this was this was kind of filler although it it gives you information that's going to that becomes pertinent throughout like the rest of the series, the rest of the season. But I would agree, like, it was definitely a B story that I didn't, like, I was just sitting there going, can we, can we get back to the good stuff? Like, yeah, I love like, Alice. Literally, if you, if you lift this out of the episode, 
nothing yeah. changes. Yeah, I love Alice. I love the information they're giving us, but it's not what I'm interested the most in in this episode right now. No, not at all. Yeah. So, so uh, Renee uh, hands Alice a box of case files on all of Batman's rogues, and she's like, all right, let's figure out, you know, here's what I'm paying you for. You tell me who did this. And so Alice is going through the files, and we see, like, Magpie, and she's like, no, not Magpie, because, you know, the person still had all of his belongings and shiny objects. And then there's somebody called The Whip, and she's like, no. And then we come across Talia al Ghul, and she's like, nope, Talia al Ghul is kinkier than a garden hose, but, you know, doesn't have the patience. <laughs> doesn't Which have is the patience. true on both counts. Yep. Uh, and then she notices, like, the poison ivy file is, like, four times bigger than everybody else's. And she's like, um, what up with this? Like, why are you stalking poison ivy? And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, um, it's so much bigger than everybody else's case file. Yeah, everybody else's case file was like a pamphlet, and hers was a novel. <laughs> yeah, and so Alice is like, are we actually looking for this stuff to stop criminals, or so you can find Poison Ivy? Which is a weird leap in logic. Not really. Because um, she, she can tell, just based on the contents of that file, that there is a personal attachment to poison ivy so is her motivation really about stopping these criminals or about trying to find the woman she's in love with i mean i agree like it's obvious that there's something that there's something different about renee's investigation of poison ivy but nothing prior to this has been like hey i need you to find all these batman trophies you know like penguins um penguins umbrella mad hatter's hat Poison Ivy, Catwoman's Whip, Poison Ivy, uh, the Joker's I, hand I, buzzer, or maybe Poison Ivy. Like, I think like, I, I understood her logically because, again, she's like, insane, and that's something you both share. No, her logic leap makes sense. Are you because, sure? Yes. Because both of you seem to think there's something there with Ryan and Sophie. And we will be correct, and you will be proven insane for not seeing what is right in front of your face. But anyway, I I'm did... not saying you're a psycho murderer. <laughs> but between the two of us, one of you, one of us has more in common with Alice from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got her point because when you because I think didn't she even like open the file and like skim the file? She could tell that there was a, a personal nature to that file. Yes. Oh, no, no. I definitely get, like, her, like, hey, what's your deal with Poison Ivy? I just don't think, like, I just didn't see the leap in logic to to it being, like, this is why we're tracking down all these trophies. Well, like, I mean, cause, because she would think that her, her the love for Poison Ivy is what's motivating her. Like, because if she, if she cares that much to give that much detail, then obviously there's got to be more here. And I think that's what Alice was thinking. Yeah. It wasn't so, that big of a leap for me. Yeah. All right. So we go back to the dinner party where everyone's kind of just staring at this headless pig on the table and Jada being like the only one eating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know that I would eat either. Like, just no. The whole like, whole, you the know whole what it thing. is? It's it's the it's the presentation 
is the is the problem for me. Absolutely, because I'm like, sorry, like if, rule of thumb is if it doesn't pass the sight test and it doesn't pass the smell test, it's no. Uh, we're we're not even getting to the taste test. Right, like if if the chef had cut up portions of the pig and put it on plates like a normal like dinner would be then you're not going to have this conversation but yeah like just this just this whole headless pig plopped down on the table and it's like all right have fun guys um so marcus is like you know doesn't anybody feel sorry for this thing and jade is like you know this is actually considered a delicacy in many countries and ryan's like look i'm a vegan so i don't care what country we're on i ain't touching that (laughs) did we know ryan was vegan uh i believe she's said it before because that's the thing about vegans they love telling you they're vegan also just just a general observation for this episode is this the shortest amount of time that ryan's been in the bat suit since she found it yes probably because she was literally only in the suit for that one scene at the beginning two scenes two scenes yeah yeah I yeah I agree like she like this was mostly like Ryan out of the bat suit. So then we have we have Zoe like interjecting using her psych degree on family dynamics and kind of yeah. commenting on what she thinks is going on. Which she was basically giving the first to die in a horror movie the entire night. Right. Like <laughs> we don't know who you are. I don't know why they gave you a name and not the and not the leader of the Marauders from like two episodes ago. But okay. Nope. I want to know her name. (laughs) So uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet at the uh, writers uh, for Batwoman and be like, I like I don't care if you guys just come up with one right now. I need an official in canon name for this woman. (laughs) Or you could just make one yourself and just use that. I already did. Her name is Joey. (laughs) (laughs) So there's her name. So. Zoe goes off to use the bathroom after her after her like dime store psych eval and Ryan tries to get under Jada's skin by, you know, thanking her for giving her up so that way she could have a mother who loved her and she could know love and feel love and yada yada yada. I just I love the whole like I love Ryan's attitude here. I love the dynamic, like the way that that um Javicia and um, Robin play off of each other. Like mm-hmm. Robin Givens was just such a perfect casting for this role. Yeah, she was really like like I've joked with her like being over the top in the first couple of episodes that she's been in. Like, but this one she was really like she really feels like she found like her footing and pacing for this character in this episode. Like. I mean, I'll literally watch Robin Givens read the phone book because she's just that good. But, like, she was literally perfect casting for this role. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to the bathroom with Zoe trying to wash her hands and having a problem, like, being able to, like, grab stuff. Yeah, because and... I'm, I'm guessing the paralytic had started taking its effect on her. Yes, which we did not know was a thing yet. However, um, when they pan up from the from the um from the uh water thing this faucet the sink sink there we go wow (laughs) (laughs) so when they because we see her like it the so the uh the scene is concentrated on her hands trying to use the faucet and not being able to 
when we pan up, we see a reflection of Professor Pig in his pig mask in the in the uh, mirror, and then he pulls up he pulls out a cleaver, and then we cut to the mirror again, and we just see blood splattering. Oh, this was so gross and so creepy, and I literally screamed. I had the, I had my bedroom door open while I was watching the episode before we recorded, trying to uh, cool my room down because it's been a little warm here recently. And I literally screamed at the TV and went, well, we just got violent. And my mother was like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> it's Thursday. I'm obviously watching Batwoman. Which is exactly what I told her. Yeah. We come back from commercial and Marcus is about to give a toast and he starts having a little bit of an issue. And then we see um, Sophie like knock over her glass and everyone slowly kind of Can't becoming, move. not becoming fully paralyzed, but becoming partially paralyzed. I wonder if the if the drug didn't fully affect them because they weren't eating much. Uh, it was in the drink. Oh, it was in the drink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, because they say later on, that's why it hits Marcus um, first, because he had more to drink than anybody. Ah, I missed that. Yeah. So as they're slowly starting to figure out or slowly starting to wonder what's happening to them. We see Professor Pig show up and he's like, he's like, yep, yeah, it's me. And then he takes off the mask. He's like, do you know who I am? You fired me. And then my wife divorced me. My kids left me. And, you this know, seems, now, I will say, I, I, didn't, all of you. I didn't love the, his motivation for being a mass murderer. Like, if I mean, it's, it's going to make him this psycho. Like there has to me, I just wanted deeper motivation like loss of job does this seems like a massive overreaction to that but that's well i mean marcus even calls him out on it like it being a it being a massive reaction but i mean it's it's like tv show motivation yeah but still i, I that moment when marcus called him out on it i'm like yeah, that and, just and, seemed like a young, dumb moment in that in that moment. But looking back on it, I'm like, that also reads creepy. Basically, everything he does now reads creepy. Yeah. Um, and again, it's also like like this is like I would, uh, you know, I'm going to say this is like a slasher homage, like this entire episode. And it's a typical like thin slasher movie like reasoning. So so. um so he's like, you took my family away from me. I'm going to take your family away from you. Your son and the, your daughter was a pleasant surprise. Ryan grabs the knife on the was able to grab a knife on the uh, table. She stabs him in the leg and they they kind of go running away. They get up to the they get up to the stairs to go upstairs. And Marcus is like, Zoe's still in the bathroom. We need to get her. And Ryan's like, "All right, I'll go." Go realizes that she's that dead. Zoe's, yep, that Zoe's dead. She goes back and she's like, "By the way, Zoe's dead." So she, I no, hope- she didn't say that till after they got into the panic room. Oh, all right. Well, fine. Well, in any event, by the time she got out of the bathroom, that's when Jada showed up and said, "Let's go upstairs." Then Jada and and and, and Sophie start going. Yeah. And then um, Marcus, Marcus, Marcus tells them like, to 
go without him because he can't move. And he's she's like, no, no, Marcus, you got this. Grabs him. Then they all go up and then um, Ryan shows up and then they all Ryan go up the up. stairs. Yeah, they all go up the stairs. They get into the panic room as they're being chased by Pig. And Pig uh, grabs Sophie. Yep, Pig grabs Sophie. Sophie kind of kicks him away. They all make it to the panic room. And so so watching the scene as they're going up the stairs, the outfit that Ryan is wearing is like a 70s, like, like, um. Disco dress? Kind of, yeah. Because it's definitely like, it's definitely like long pants and not like a dress. So think of like ABBA. Yeah, like a jumpsuit kind of a thing. Kind of, yeah. So yeah. that is what she that is what she is wearing, but she is wearing it very well. And I love that Ryan is a badass, whether she's in the bat suit or out of it. Yeah, like she doesn't need the bat suit to kick ass; she kicks ass regardless. Right, and they they touched upon that like last season. Um, and so you know they obviously try using their phones, realizing that there's a that there's a block going on. Have we gotten to the part where Sophie vomits yet? I mean, it's coming up now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I so, like, I don't think I've ever seen Sophie get so shaken in that moment. Like, because we've never seen that before. But I guess nearly getting killed would definitely do that. Um, There's that. And I'm also wondering if she's trying to, like, get the paralytic out of her system. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Neither did I until, like, two seconds ago. So, but it sounds good. It does. So we'll go with yeah. it. Yep. Um, so Jade is like, I had my, she was like, they're like, where are we? She's like, a panic room. I had one of my closets converted a couple years ago. They're like, oh, you really upset that many people that <laughs> that you need a panic room? Yeah, Sophie was Sophie was letting the dicks fly, and I was like, oh. And so that's when Ryan's like, BT Dub, Zoe's dead. I know we're all sad. We've known her this in, this for so long. And I, and that was the moment she puked. <laughs> yeah, and that's when like that's when Sophie goes to to puke. Um and then we find out like there's a single blocker because Ryan's like, Oh, I can't get a signal and Sophie's and Sophie's like, Well well, I had a call drop earlier. So they realize it's a signal jammer. Yeah. Um Is this when Marcus has his seizure? Uh he's about yeah, he so Sophie's like, we need a gun, and, and Jane is like, I don't believe in guns. And Sophie's like, really? Like, like Sophie was just like over it at that point. Shady Sophie might be my favorite Sophie. And so as they're arguing about this, Marcus starts having a seizure, and then we go to we go to commercial as he's kind of. As he's kind of seizuring. Yeah, as he's seizing. Seizing Seizing Um, is the term. Um, But yeah, when he started seizing, I was like, oh, okay. Does he have a brain tumor? Yeah, I saw I saw you mention that. I didn't even think about that. I just figured he like I just figured it was the next reaction to the paralytic. No, I I just assume because paralytics don't normally make you do that. Um, so I just like, oh, he has, he's having a seizure, so he must have something wrong with his brain. And, uh, my viewing history of various medical shows and majority of soap operas that exist led me to brain tumor, which of course was wrong, but that was my initial thought. 
backroom commercial, we have Alice and Renee talking about uh, Poison Ivy and Renee's backstory, which apparently they both went to college together. They were an item. She was super into saving the environment. And then uh, this guy that was in her class who kind of had a weird obsession with her ended up injecting her uh, for like trying to use her as an experiment, injecting her with a bunch of poisons. And then after that, she be kind of she kind of became different. She was emotionally and mentally a shell of what she was. And Renee's like, I had no idea how to save her. And <laughs> Alice is like, look, I'm not actually interested in your love story like at all she's like so where's she's like so where's poison pam she's like who knows batman's the only one who might know and alice is like well she definitely isn't in arkham because i would have known and renee's like my theory is she's under the city away from water and sunlight or anyone she can hurt and then, yeah the, the one part of the scene that i did like because like i said again not really caring about most of this was when renee said that she was the one who told batman to basically bury her alive yeah and then alice opens up her opens up the file and we see the postcards from jacob come dumping out and alice who had mentioned earlier in the episode that it had been three days since she's had any sort of episode realizes that she's having an episode again and she's like well i'm gonna go talk to our medical expert and see if we can figure out what's going on and again, Alice and Mary is another combo that I love so much. I mean, Alice and virtually anybody, really. True, but it, again, it just it's it's a dynamic I wasn't expecting to enjoy given their history, and yet I do. Yeah. Back in the panic room, uh, they're trying to get Marcus to drink some water, and they're trying to get his vitals. Sophie hands Ryan uh, her Apple Watch, and they put it on him. They find out his blood pressure is dangerously low. Yep. And they're like, we need some adrenaline. And Jade is like, oh, my husband's husband's EpiPen. Great. Where are they? Which is going to come, which is going to, that little tidbit of information comes into hand, comes in handy later. Yeah. It's in the basement with the camping gear. Um, they also Ryan's like, please tell me there's another way into the basement. <laughs> yeah, because they look on the video and we see the door to the basement in the kitchen where Professor Pig is trying to build a bomb, apparently. Because that's a thing he does. I mean, they're in the panic room, so the only way he's going to get him out is by like setting the house on fire. Well, I didn't I didn't know if bombs were part of his no. thing. No. Um, so Ryan's like, all right, I'll go. So she goes hobbling down the stairs, and then Jada uses the panic room intercom to kind of lure Pig away from. I was wondering how she did that. Yeah, to away from the kitchen for for a couple seconds. As Ryan goes to head towards the door, she notices the knife on the counter, so she grabs it. Pig comes running back in, and they have a brief fight, and Ryan tumbles downstairs into I was trying to figure out if she did that intentionally or it just kind of happened yeah no like she's she's really like fighting off the paralytic so which she's moving remarkably well for having the paralytic in her system yeah probably because she didn't have as much also too the adrenaline in her system is probably making it burn a little faster I'm just guessing yeah I mean this is this is possibly also a thing back over to back over to the panic room Jade is like so are you two really like dating 
I'm like, really? And she didn't answer that. And she's like, you know who I am? I'm Jordan Moore's sister. And Jada's like, who? And so uh, Sophie recounts everything from the last episode. And she's like, don't tell me you didn't know about the human experiences being conducted by your employees. And Jada's like, huh? Yeah. Is that like, were you trying to find evidence in my study? Is that what you were doing in there? And And did you find any? Yeah, and she's like, look, I'm sorry what happened to your sister, but I had nothing to do with that. Although she kind of did. She's like, I, yeah, I mean, she did, but she didn't know what her research team was doing, which, okay, if you don't know how your research, which also, too, is not exactly a good thing, because, like, if you're paying somebody to do something for you, you should at the very least know at least I mean, somewhat how they did she's, she's paying, like, a shady organization to do this, so you should really have figured and out she that this was exactly, happen. and given the given their um reputation she should have assumed that there was some sort of yeah not that not everything was going to be on the up and up in how this was achieved yep. so we get down into the basement ryan is looking for the camping gear and also, side note sorry wouldn't everything that happened last week have made the news how did she not think that she that her people were behind it um, well, the dead people would have made the news, but not the Jordan thing. Uh, Don't forget, they, they took Jordan to, they took Jordan to Mary. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Continue. So in the basement, uh, Ryan is looking for the camping gear, which just so happens to be on the top shelf of a unit. And, oh, Ryan is short. <sighs> God, sometimes being short sucks. Short people problems. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryan, He's like, of course. Yeah. So Ryan starts like trying to stand on the shelves to be able to reach it, and she ends up tipping over the entire thing. The adrenaline epipens go just out of reach as she's on the floor, and Professor Pig uh, breaks through the door, and then they cut to commercial because that's how TV works. Yeah. And she and she was kept trying to move her arm, like she kept going, move your arm, move your arm, like trying to will it to move to reach to get to the epipens, which right, I'm guessing she, which I'm guessing she did, because nah, I'm pretty sure. I think she, I think she dies. So back from commercial, and we're at Mary's clinic, where Mary's going over what was, you know, going over the data from the corpse that they brought her, and um, how she's like, oh, this can't be from back from Catwoman's whip and Alice is more concerned about why Mary's uh Mary's thing Make is it. turning into a ban- is turning into a botanical garden because now there's plants all over the place and she's like did they take away your medical license and leave you to the whims of herbal medicine <laughs> which i i'm i'm glad that they're like making a they're like pointing out that it's weird cuz Alice was basically us last week Right. So again, I credit us, and they heard us and wrote this into the show. I or give we're them just, credit. or we're just psychic and can figure out where they're going. I I give them credit for listening to us. Uh, and, and Mary, who's also like scratching her her arm, pretty uh pretty noticeably, turns around and starts yelling at Al. She's like. Do you remember how I saved Jordan last week? It was because I knew that plants made this antifreeze and 
plants are so much smarter than us and really going on this thing. And we, is, I, I didn't bump on this at the time, but is that something that Mary would know normally? What was that? I didn't bump on this last week, but the whole knowledge about plants, is that something that she would know normally or is like – I mean, the, the infection from poison ivy making her like all knowing about plants. Uh, maybe. I mean, at this point, I would say probably. Because like it seemed like something that Mary might know, but now right. we are but, going. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, no. Thank, thank you for at least like somewhat touching on the Mary thing because the whole lack of it last week was annoying the crap out of me. So now they're like definitely telling us in more ways than one that yeah things are definitely not okay yeah so after her little outburst alice is like hey remember the other day when you were like it's your obligation now to help me if i need it well i need help and mary's like oh the delusions are back and then she's just like well that's what you get you reap what you sow these are the seeds you planted and now they're gonna grow and Alice is like, okay, speaking of gardens, where have you been? And again, like, like throughout this entire thing, like Mary's scratching her, scratching her arm and Alice notices a piece of dead vine in a Ziploc bag. I didn't even notice. I, I was wondering where the Over dead vine thing came from. That is, I would imagine like Mary had found that next to her when she woke up. And it was part of, like, the thing that she pulled out of her. Yeah. Back over to the panic room. Uh, back over to Jada, to Jada's house. We see Professor Pig holding Ryan over his shoulder, demanding to be let in. Otherwise, he's going to kill her. And Sophie's like, you need to go out there. And she's like, if I go out there, I'm going to die. And she's like, if you don't go out there, he's going to kill Ryan. Guess which one I actually care about. <laughs> And Jada's like, well, Jada's looking at Marcus, and Professor Pig's about to chop up Ryan, and Jada shows up, and she's like, look, I'm sorry for what I did. You know, let me make it up to you. Just don't kill anybody else. And as they're having this conversation, Ryan slowly pulls out an EpiPen and shoots herself in the leg with it and is miraculously able to move again a lot better. As she, she throws the bag of EpiPens over, as she fights off uh, Pig, Sophie grabs the bag of EpiPens, shoots herself with one, shoots Marcus with one. And then, and then Marcus. And then Sophie shows up with, like, uh, a basket or something, hits Professor Pig over the head with it. Professor Pig gets up to throw the cleaver. Ryan tackles Sophie to the ground. And then Marcus comes out of nowhere with a knife and stabs Professor Pig. And, and while goes he's down, to town. Yeah, and and then while he's down, proceeds to stab him several more times. And even this, when it when it happened, I was like, okay, this is weird, but not super weird. Because sometimes after people have seizures, they do tend to go into super violent um phases so i just assumed that he was in a post a post seizure state well i mean i mean this guy has terrorized him the entire night like him stabbing him in the back and then stabbing him more i'm like all right 
like you you gotta make sure he's down like i get like to me it was fine like it, it yeah. made sense back over to uh to the gotham pd and alice is like you're the person that you're looking for is the flamboyant pink harley riding flamingo and she's like dna evidence blah 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 science but the point is the biker fits so here's the guy the guy was from a rival biker gang and renee's like all right i'll let you know i'll let people know but i guess that means catwoman's whip is still out there <laughs> and alice's like and i can't wait to get to when i'm back <laughs> to tahiti <laughs> because I believe this earns me a vacation, and it's the dead vine in the Ziploc bag. And even Renee's like, I, what is this? She's like, it's your girlfriend. She's like, she was like, honestly, I thought Batwoman and uh, Catwoman and Batman were weird, but, you know, this is even weirder. Yeah. And then we find out that the vine, like, it's from Ivy's vines, but they don't die unless she's infected somebody else. And then... Alice is like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I was like, oh, crap. Yep. Back over to Jada's house, we see the cops kind of cleaning up, feeling pig out of the house. And Sophie goes over to Ryan. She's like, so what are you thinking about? And Ryan's like, what's for dessert? Yeah, and then Sophie tells her, like, Jada's hiding something. I can sense yep. it in my gut. And no she's like, shit, Sophie. <laughs> And like this this has like <laughs> she's like trust me i feel it in my gut i'm like you do not need to even be good at deducing anything to know that jade is hiding something yeah and then and then ryan was like well now it's her now it's her time to tell me everything and this was the moment where i thought there might be a sophie ryan kiss because there was a moment where i was ryan i think was wrapped up in a blanket uh, Ryan was wrapped up in a blanket and she was like, well, and, I'm going to go have a talk with Jada and she's going to have to tell me everything. Bye forever, she, Sophie. And she threw the blanket uh, on the ground. Uh, 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 we are not. We are, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. This no. is we exactly are, what happened. That is not what happened. We are not going to gloss over this moment. You are going to give me this moment. So what before she moment goes do you think off, happened? before she goes off to talk to Jada. She takes the blanket and she puts it around Sophie's shoulders and they have this moment where they stare at each other and I swear to God, I thought there was going to be a kiss. No, see, Ryan takes off the blanket and goes to put it on the ground and it just happens to fall on Sophie. No, no. And Ryan, no, and Ryan no. is thinking about where Jada's office is. No, there was, why there's there like was a moment definite moments. There was a moment. There was a stare down. There no. was there was an app. There was oh, there was chemistry. There was a moment. No, I was I wanted them to kiss so badly, but then I was also glad that they didn't because I don't really want their because first it wouldn't make sense. I don't really want their first kiss to be a reaction to a traumatic moment. So as Ryan is standing there trying to think of where Jada's office is. And Sophie's standing there thinking about all the ways Alice is going to upset her in the next week. Uh, Ryan turns and walks away to go into the house. She goes up the stairs to Jada's uh, office. And Jada's like, uh, by the way, your girlfriend left this. And she pushes the bug across the 
desk across the desk. Yep. And Ryan's like, you need to tell me everything. And Jada tries getting her to promise, like, I'm going to tell you, but if you tell anybody, you know, there's going to be issues. And she's like, look, I'm not going to promise anything until you tell me what's going on. So she tells her the story about how when Marcus was young, um, he had to run into the Joker while he was on a while he was on a school bus and the Joker abducted the school bus and uh, used his joy buzzer on Marcus's head. And that ever since then, ever since then, yep, he had been different. And as as so uh, as Jade is going through the story about how he was changed and he's no longer her little boy. And then she learned about cryostasis and she wanted to buy time to find a solution to what's wrong with Marcus. Uh, as she's going through this story, it's intercut with these tapes. tapes that Jada gives to Ryan. And then we see Ryan in the Batcave watching these tapes intercut with the stories or with the story that Jada's telling her. We see Marcus like torturing ants with a magnifying glass, um, being unreasonably upset about not wanting to say happy birthday to his father. And then we get to a tape of Marcus Marcus making a burger for his dad um, while they're camping that he put peanuts in it and he had a the father had a bad peanut allergy and we see him having go you know, pretty much having an allergic reaction to the peanuts and Marcus kind of like giggling and Jada trying to figure out what's going on. So basically he killed his father. Yes. Uh, And then we also see like Marcus going into his apartment with his bloodstained clothes, looking in the mirror. When he started smearing the blood all over his face. Yeah. Like that. He might actually be crazier than Alice. Uh, Yes. I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. So he smears blood into uh, on his face into a frown. And that was the end of the episode. Wow, I did not see the Marcus twist coming at all. Yeah, no, I I was pretty I was pretty pleased with it. I was like, you know, they've because now they've also are able to make him the big bad for the because I don't imagine the Poison Ivy story is going to take the entire season to tell. I Maybe imagine what? Maybe it will. Maybe well, but I don't imagine that it. I imagine it might be like a first half season story, and I feel like the Marcus thing might take us the rest of the season. Yeah, well, the Marcus one will definitely be some. Will definitely will definitely um, take place over the course of the season. So yeah, like it, the way they're setting things up and interweaving it with what's already happened, like. And interweaving it, it's like this. This whole season is just gelling for me on a completely different level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this this is easily my favorite episode of the season. Like, yeah, I like when it was when it was close to being done. I was like, no, I don't want this to be done yet. It and went so fast. When we got to the really credits, did. I was like, wait, how did we? Like, I was like, how did we get here so fast? Yeah, no, it absolutely did. Um, and then the reveal with Marcus, uh, it. You know, I, I'm very interested to see where where that's heading. And I still, you know, we so we get so we kind of get why 
Jada wanted to keep them apart after the fact, but we still don't like. We, we still, still don't, don't know, know why she why she did what she dollars. Right, why she did what she did? Because again, like Marcus is the younger of the two siblings, right. so so you know we still don't have answers for that. But we get answers for why she wanted. She wanted like you know stay away from us. So we do get some answers. We don't get all of them. Uh, so that you know, so they keep. That's a mystery that we still have. Now we have this thing with Mary being infected by poison. I- being infected by poison ivy uh we still have luke and mary at odds with each other and luke's ptsd luke didn't have much to do in this episode at all uh no he was in like all of one scene uh two scenes yeah two scenes um and then we have uh alice still going crazy we you know we still have that going on we have alice shacking up with sophie which uh, is hilarious yep is gonna be great and I mean, that's, you know, so we have a full season worth of stuff to do. Um, yeah. And we're only like five episodes in. So it's, you know, it's 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 going pretty well. And it's paced very well because yes. while it while it sounds like it's a lot happening and it is, it's it's not to the point where like you are overwhelmed with everything that's happening because there's another show that I watch currently where they're basically telling like three seasons of story in like the first half of the first season and like so much happens it's giving me whiplash i'm so happy that like even though there's so much stuff happening on batwoman it's paced well enough that we can digest it enough and it feels satisfying yeah I, i fully agree um so that'll you know it'll be interesting to see like how they connect all these pieces or how they solve all these pieces in their own time um, which is good because then you can kind of go through the entire season and you don't need one singular thing. Right. Because it felt like season one, their singular focus was Alice. Right. Season two, the singular focus was Kate. First, where was she? Then is she okay? Right. This season, they just kind of, again, I said this before, but this season, they just kind of get to be in this world and just kind of explore it. In a way that they never really had a chance to before. And yeah. we actually get to really see who Ryan is, which yeah. I like because it's giving Javicia some really great material to play with. And it, it's just it's grooving on a lot of cylinders for me. Yeah. And the season, there's no ocean, which is also a great thing. Your frustration with Alice and Ocean has been replaced with uh, Sophie and Ryan. I don't have frustration with Sophie and Ryan. I just... You do it, the potential of them being a couple because you refuse to acknowledge that it's happening. Because you're you're making things up. <laughs> you're imagining stuff like Alice does. And when the kiss actually happens on our screen eventually... There's, there's not going to be a kiss. And when there is one... There won't be. Like, you don't have to worry about it because it's not going to happen. That's <laughs> like when, saying, what if the Loch Ness Monster, like, showed up tomorrow and tried to murder everybody? Like, it's not going to happen, so we don't need to discuss it. And when there is one, what are you going to do? When the Loch Ness Monster actually shows up to murder anyone, I will probably <laughs> run. I feel like we need to have some kind of a bet or something on which one of us is going to be right. See, I wouldn't do that because I would not want to rub it in your nose that once again I oh, am yes, right you would. wrong. 
you know. Yes, you would. Just I like would, I would if I were. Uh, yes. You know, I just feel bad that your delusions <laughs> aren't going to come true. And it's okay. okay. See, see, I'm not that good of a person because when I end up being right, I will gloat because that's <laughs> just. <laughs> so we do have, uh, we do have uh, an episode the next couple of weeks. Um, both both next week and the week of Thanksgiving will be interesting. I don't exactly know when we'll get the episode the week of Thanksgiving out. But we'll get one out eventually. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we normally record on Thursday. We uh, normally record. And... Do we want to do, because um, I, uh, do we want to watch the episode live and then record right after the episode on Wednesday and just get it out before Thanksgiving? Um, probably. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, closer to that day. Yeah, that's probably going to be the best thing because, unfortunately, um, I work pretty much all day on Friday, which means if we don't do it, then it wouldn't be until Saturday. So yeah, we'll probably end up film. We'll probably end up recording that that week on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, we could do it right at nine o'clock as soon as the episode ends. Yeah, that yeah that would probably be the best bet. Um, so next week we have uh, next week we have a Renee Montoya heavy episode. It looks like as she and the start of Poison Armageddon Ivy. on the Flash. And the start of Armageddon on the Flash. Oh. I hope it's about an asteroid and Ben Affleck's there. <laughs> so great. I wonder if that's why Batwoman is still on, because with the Flash five week event happening, I wonder if we're not going to get like we're not going to go on our hiatus until after that five week event is over. Uh, it's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, we definitely have new episodes the next two weeks. Um and I'm actually just looking at like the two write up for the episodes in on IMDB. So next week we have an unnerving discovery in a garden shed in a garden shed sends her name on Toya to ensure the city is on high alert. Alice is suspiciously eager to help Bat Team and Sophie seek vengeance involving her sister. And then the week after that is the one I'm really intrigued at because it says as Ryan's family dynamic grows more complicated, she also finds herself in the middle of a bat team standoff between Luke and Mary, and Alice finds a new sidekick to do her bidding. Ooh, hell yes. no. Yep. So we have two weeks worth of episodes still. We also next week talk about the first episode of the Flash event, Armageddon. Um, other than that, this was a great episode, and it is easily my favorite one of the season so far. But the season is easily is just been so good. Like it really has been. And yeah. while the Renee Alice stuff was filler within the episode, there have not actually been any filler episodes. Right. It was filler in this episode just because I liked like. I was really, you know, I'm a horror movie junkie, so like I was really into the A story because of the horror and, uh, vibes. I and, was into the A story for the family, like the complicated family dynamic of it all. Like, yeah, that yeah, so, kind of that kind of drama is like catnip for me. I love all that stuff. Yeah, so it was more of just like our our predilections for the story that was going on that made the B story in this one like, oh yeah, no, it's good and it's giving us the information we need the rest of the season but get back to the get back to the other stuff like and that was just more of like our taste than yeah than, than like it like 
than like because it wasn't actually bad. You. It just right. it I was, totally did good. not care I, in that moment. <laughs> yeah, like if this was in like last week's episode or maybe totally next not. week's episode, it would you know it would have been like all right, like I'm really into this, but like no, I want more of whatever that was going on over there. <laughs> exactly. All right. So you can get in touch with us to let us know what you thought of this episode in a number of ways. You can tweet at us at Batwoman TV Talk on Twitter. You can email us at Batwoman TV Talk at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can the nice people find you? I'm at XO Tony Roney XO on Twitter. All right. Until then, we will see you all next week. They are shining the bat signal out in the sky, so we're going to head on out of here. Good night, everybody. Good night.